Thank you for spending another midweek moment with WPT. I'm Paul Rozeski. Today is Wednesday, the 26th of July, 2023. Before we get started, today's midweek moment is brought to you by Knuth Brewing Company in beautiful downtown Ripon. As you might be traveling this summer, maybe to the Northwoods, maybe to EAA, maybe to the State Fair, do yourself a favor, and if you even set foot in Fond du Lac County, treat yourself. Whether it's for the handcrafted beers brewed in extremely small batches, for artisan wood-fired pizzas, paninis, or salads, all made with local ingredients, get over to Knuth Brewing. Find their menu and hours of operation at knuthbrewingcompany.com. That's K-N-U-T-H brewingcompany.com. Well, happy Wednesday to you, in spite of the gloomy, gray, overcast skies covering the entire state. Looks like everyone south of 29 is going to be hit at some point by a band of rain today. Gotta tell you, while I don't mind the weeks and weeks of not having to mow my lawn, it's still really good to get the rain. Speaking to some of the farmers at Farm Tech Days last week, There are patches of corn in the fields that still aren't knee-high, and we are well past 4th of July, which is not good. Stinks. Another thing that stinks is when you have years of ongoing groundhogs burrowing a den along the foundation of your house, like I do. Stinks even more when you check your live trap and end up needing to deal with a skunk. Yes, it stinks. Pun intended. Couldn't resist. Also, thanks in advance as you bear with me on my first midweek moment. I know I'm a little late getting this out to you. I have quickly learned that I'm not professional voice talent, nor am I an audio engineer. And it's been simultaneous trial by fire learning, even with someone walking me through the process last week. So, I will refocus and let's jump into some news together. Now... I may be wrong, but it seemed like Governor Evers may have surprised a few of his allies and party members last week when he signed Assembly Bill 321, the Reading Instruction Act, into law. Our members read about it in the Weekly Insider, but I wanted to dig in a bit more on this in a way that only an editorial podcast can, while giving you some fun facts. So, there were 33 co-authors on this bill, which is a tick higher than average. Some For some bills, you get two, three, maybe four to five authors. It can grow to eight to nine authors if the bill is bipartisan, because there may be four to five from each side of the aisle, or maybe it has a little bit more momentum behind it. The next level of bills will get a good 20 to 30 authors. Maybe it's a clear priority of a particular caucus or it is something that has fundamental bipartisan support. A good bipartisan example is a bill that passed earlier in the legislative session to continue the merit scholarships for students in the UW system. The money's already there. It's interest earned from an existing fund. It doesn't need any taxpayer dollars. And there will be more scholarships over time because the fund grows faster than the rate of these scholarships awarded. There's really nothing to gain by opposing this other than bad optics. There were 21 authors to that bill, and it passed in the Assembly by a vote 
of 96 to 0. So, with that as context, the literacy bill had 33 authors and five co-sponsors, all GOP members, not bipartisan. There were 23 organizations that registered a lobbying position on this bill. Of those 23, only three were registered in favor of the bill. One of those three is Renaissance, a company that offers K-12 reading assessment software. We can draw some obvious assumptions there. A charter school association out of Milwaukee and a random national education association. There were seven registered in opposition, a collection of bedfellows I wouldn't have originally expected. So, as a rule of thumb, WEAC, the powerful Wisconsin Teachers Union, and the American Federation of Teachers, a national teachers union, aren't typically pushing in the same direction as the Wisconsin Council of Religious and Independent Schools, the Wisconsin Catholic Conference, and School Choice Wisconsin Action. Granted, each for their own reasons, but I find it fascinating. Another thing that caught my attention with this was the official response to the bill signing from Peggy Wirtz Olson, president of WEAC. Quote, Wisconsin public school educators devote our lives to teaching students to read and, just as importantly, to develop a lifelong joy for reading. I su to suggest otherwise is disrespectful toward our public school educators, unquote. I have yet to see a quote that says or implies that educators slash teachers don't devote themselves to teaching a lifelong joy of reading, or any comment that even implies any disrespect to anyone. If I missed it and you have that, please send it along. I will stand corrected on a future episode. But not that's not all. She also said that this bill was developed, quote, developed through backroom deals between politicians and bureaucrats instead of talking to licensed teachers who work with students every day, unquote. Now, I don't know if any of the authors specifically had a conversation with a teacher or teachers about this or not. I'm not really sure that she's able to know that either. But what I will be interested in is what we learn a year from now, maybe to see if the ongoing trend of reading scores starts to change. It's been on a downward trajectory and something needed to be done. So, okay, I'm looking at the clock and will apologize that I won't get to the typical three or four topics like normal. The learning curve for me here is there, but at least... I'll get into, as a fun way to wrap up, I'll leave you with this. There's a story of a Wisconsin man that is making a name for himself on a national stage. That after 11 long years of competition, he finally earned the designation of national champion. Go to your web browser of choice and search the name Garrett Marshall. Garrett, spelt G-E-R-R-I-T, last name Marshall, M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L. -L. 
11 years. Congratulations, Garrett. As a side note, I do hope it doesn't take Luke Fickle that long to do the same thing. In closing, and as a nod to John Jacobson, the man that took an idea and turned it into a weekly institution with hundreds upon hundreds of regular listeners, we will wrap up with this quote. Quote, Let us honor the victories and sacrifices of those that have come before us by building greater things on that foundation. So we don't squander those sacrifices and lose the memories nor what we have come to cherish, unquote. Those timeless words were brought to us by Paul Rozeski. You know, I searched and I looked and I scoured and I just didn't find anything that I thought caught the sentiment of the moment. So sue me. On that note, have a great second half of your week and as always, thanks for listening. Wisconsin Property Taxpayers, Inc. is a nonpartisan membership organization consisting of thousands of small business, farm, and homeowner members in every corner of the state. Founded in 1985, the organization is committed to providing its members with up-to-date information, legislative advocacy, and exclusive cost-saving benefits. Find out how to join at wptonline.org slash join.